hello, everybody. Thanks for, for joining on this call. Um, Representative Daniel Reamer, uh, RIE, MER, uh, State Representative from Milwaukee, parts of West Allis, uh, West Milwaukee, and the city of Greenfield. I just wanted to speak for a few minutes. I'm, I'm also joined by uh, Robert Craig of Citizen Action, who's going to uh, speak a bit about our proposal to uh, work, uh, hopefully across the aisle, and, and hopefully with the uh, uh, Obama administration to uh, accept federal dollars to expand uh, Wisconsin's Badger Care program. Uh, uh, as you know, two years ago, Governor Walker and Republicans in the legislature changed the eligibility requirements for uh, Wisconsin's bipartisan Badger Care program, which eliminated health care coverage for around 77,000 Wisconsinites. Uh, for the most part, these were people that were working not in glamorous jobs, but as cashiers, as uh, people who prepare food and take care of the elderly. Uh, they were working, trying to join the middle class and live the American dream. And the loss of coverage is the kind of thing that makes a medical emergency uh, uh, limit the pathway to the middle class. Wisconsin now has the opportunity to change that for the tens of thousands of people who lost coverage and to uh, expand coverage for tens of thousands of more. This bill requires the Department of Health Services to request a waiver to provide coverage on Wisconsin's exchange for more than 80,000 eligible individuals between 100% and 133% of the poverty line. The waiver from the federal government, if granted, would provide Wisconsin with an enhanced amount of matching funds to cover those eligible individuals that enroll in the exchanges by offsetting the costs for premiums and other cost-sharing expenses. This proposal gives Wisconsin the freedom to negotiate the terms of the agreement the federal government, largely keeping intact Wisconsin's existing health care programs, Care and the exchange, that allows us to cover more people with the hundreds of millions of dollars in savings, move closer to balancing our budget without drastically cutting other important Wisconsin priorities like our universities and colleges. It also gives Wisconsin the freedom to walk away from this arrangement with the federal government if the percentage of matching funds changes in the future because of changes made by Congress or the president. So this approach to Badger Care expansion is not entirely new, uh, nor is it a democratic idea. While 23 states have implemented full Medicaid expansion, five states, Arkansas, Indiana, Iowa, uh, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, these are states with either Republican administrations or Republican legislative majorities, have received waivers from the federal government to implement changes. And uh, we'll leave some time for questions at the end. Thank you, Representative Reamer. Uh, this is Robert Craig, Executive Director of Citizen Action of Wisconsin. I want to compliment Representative Reamer and his uh, colleague in the Senate, uh, Senator Erpenbach, for drafting this bill. I think that given how bad this public policy decision is and how tough this budget is, that there really is a chance that this is going to become law, because it, the, the public policy reasons are just so overwhelming. There is no legitimate public policy reason be turning down money for health care, and not only in, in so doing, leaving many people out in the cold who have nowhere else to go get affordable health care at a time when health care is a necessity, not a luxury, but also costing the state hundreds of millions of dollars, somewhere between 240 and $340 million, and therefore costing other very damaging cuts 
uh, the future of the state and rolling back of investments that we had made for generations. And so what's interesting was really what really was brought to the fore here by Representative Reamer and Senator Erpenbach is that states are taking the, the Affordable Care Act Medicaid money in a lot of different ways. Republican governors are stepping up to the plate and negotiating with the federal government and getting the money in a way that meets their policy preferences. And so Iowa, we're struck by the fact that what uh, Governor uh, Terry Branstad did in Iowa is virtually identical to the plan Wisconsin passed two years ago, with the exception that the federal government is paying for it, and the federal government is also paying to make sure it's, that private insurance is affordable for people just above the poverty line, something we are not doing in Wisconsin. And it left at least 26,000 people in a coverage gap who are at great risk, life-to-death risk, of not having access to life-saving health coverage when they need it, not getting diseases and, and injuries treated until it's much too late, and then, of course, facing potential bankruptcy from hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills, all unnecessary and all, all self-inflicted wounds, so to speak. So I think that really, given the, the number of Republican governors in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Iowa, that have seen the light and taken the money, that there really is a chance here that the Joint Finance Committee is going to look at this. We already know that there's at least one member talking publicly about that on the other side of the aisle, and really look at how much sense it makes to take this money on Wisconsin's terms, just like Iowa took it in Iowa's terms. And I certainly hope that Governor Walker, with all of the time he's being able to spend in Iowa, will take a look at how it's working in Iowa and come back here and make sure that we cover as many people as possible at the lowest price as possible and free up resources for the other vital necessities that we need to fund in this budget moving forward. So thank you very much for everyone. I think we can turn it over to questions now for myself or for Representative Reamer. Uh, Robert, this is Shemaine. You mentioned a coverage gap. Um, why aren't those people being, you mentioned not covered? We think, and these are numbers coming from the Department of Health Services, uh, there's not been research as to why these are people who were who lost their badger care and have not signed up for new marketplace plans. So health advocates such as myself and others we've talked to around the state of say this issue believe that it's almost certainly that it's unaffordable for almost all these people. And it's not, and it's not just the premium. Sometimes you hear it said the premium isn't too high. It's all the co-pays and deductibles associated with private insurance which are just entirely inappropriate for people at this income level. And the thing about Iowa is, yes, they maintain private insurance, just like Wisconsin does for people just by the poverty line, but in the, in the waiver, they're able to take federal Medicaid money and, and in terms of premium support and lower premiums and almost get rid of co-pays and deductibles uh, for people just above the poverty line for private insurance. So they make private insurance as affordable as Badger care, in short. And so we think that, those, that, these, that these folks who have been forced off, and this doesn't count anyone who was newly eligible and didn't sign up. This is just that they're also being shut out of the system. So we think the 26,000 number is a, is a low-ball estimate, the number of people that are going without insurance needlessly uh, here in Wisconsin because of, of the policy decision made in the last budget and made in the, this, in the governor's budget, his first proposal currently in this budget. And I have another question, if I can, about uh, the bill. Um, would require Department of Health Services to request a waiver from the feds. Um, if, let's say, hypothetical, you, you get the legislature to sign on to this and to agree, 
you'd still have to convince the governor, correct? Because he could veto this. Uh, this is Representative Reamer. That's correct. Okay. Uh, the, 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 this requires the uh, the support of the legislature and the uh, and the and the governor, Governor Walker. Uh, so, you know, part of the part of the argument for this is Iowa covers people under the poverty line uh, through their Medicaid program, and people above the poverty line are in private insurance through the exchanges. Uh, Wisconsin covers people below the poverty line through our, our Medicaid program, Badger Care, uh, and people above the poverty line uh, buy private insurance through the exchanges. The, the difference is that in Iowa, they get federal resources to uh, cover those people above the poverty line and, and also below the, below the poverty line in their Medicaid program. In Wisconsin, we don't get those uh, federal resources, and, and those resources can be used to not only cover more people, uh, as many as 80,000 uh, people in the state of Wisconsin, according to estimates from the Legislative Fiscal Bureau, but also can be used to close the gap in the budget deficit over the next two years. Um, so we would uh, need the support of, of majorities in, in both houses of the legislature, and we'd need the, the governor to support this too. But again, it's not, a, it's not a radical shift in what we're doing currently. It's a way to, to ask the feds for more resources, which, which accomplishes those goals, covers more people in the state of Wisconsin, and helps us close the gap in our budget. Thank you. Let me just add quickly, obviously, as Representative Reamer said, constitutionally, the governor has to either go along or be overridden, which is unlikely. But the more likely scenario is the Joint Finance Committee starts looking at the value of taking the money and applying for a waiver, and the governor gets involved in negotiations, and they come out with an arrangement, and they can make all sorts of proposals. A lot of governors, such as Indiana, Pennsylvania, and a lot of different proposals, some of which were not accepted by the federal government. So they could do that. They could pursue a lot of their policy preferences, but probably the governor ends up making the arrangement with the majority party. There isn't, there isn't the whole constitutional veto override, et cetera. That seems unlikely. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. And any, other, uh, any other questions? All right. If anybody needs to follow up, uh, uh, there will be a release going out from Representative Reamer. You can follow up with that uh, in the office there. The phone number and email will be, will be listed. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.